This is the Leadership Forum. Consider if everybody did what you are doing, would the world be a better place? That's a principle for just checking whether what you are doing is correct. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, where we explore principles, practices, and perspectives of effective leadership. And this is the place where we discuss matters, leaders, and followers. We began a new series on uh, supportive leadership. We began last time we were together, and right now we get to part two of it. Do you have any question or comment regarding it? I hope you've reflected on a few things we discussed. We invite you to talk to us. Our SMS line is 20933. That is 20933. You can also engage with us. We are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. Our handle is at HopFM Live. Our SMS line is 20933. Our WhatsApp line is 0717 We'll be looking forward to any question or comment you have regarding our topic of the day. Let's now switch gears to our topic, um, Supportive Leadership Part 2. We began one week ago and uh, a few things. I want to know if I'm a good student. We talked about making our members comfortable, feel comfortable. We talked about treating members with dignity. You know, and respect. We talked about helping members integrate with the other team. And finally, we talked about acceptance and positive regard. That's where we stopped, Bishop. Ah, you took good notes. Mm, that's <laughs> <laughs> we can pick it up from you, you there. You took very good notes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, supportive leadership is that kind of leadership style or approach that... Uh, take special regard to the people that you are serving or you are working with, especially as team members. And uh, you as a leader, you want to help them to achieve uh, the, the tasks that, uh, to which they have been assigned. So you walk alongside them. That is what we call supportive leadership. And as we said, it begins by appreciating that the person that you are serving together with is uh, a fellow colleague and you want to assist them to do that which they are supposed to do in the best way possible. So the last thing we talked about is showing acceptance. Yes. And positive regard. It's amazing how much a person can do when they feel appreciated when they feel accepted, when they feel a sense of belonging, particularly from the leader. You know, because uh, especially when you are a new person and you get into a new space, you you are not sure how what, what people think about you uh, and so on. And especially your leader. Yes. You, you are not sure what, what they think about you and uh, whether they appreciate who you are. And so when you have voluntarily coming from the leader uh, that show of acceptance and show of appreciation, it just boosts your morale and makes you want to do the best that you can and to show uh, that you are a good person and that uh, they have made the right choice in bringing you on board. Now, that... For a new person, it is so much true. But even for those people who have been on board, a consistent, constant show of appreciation uh, to a team member as a leader is so very important for them because it, it, it is like putting fire 
in their engine you know yeah. <laughs> they, they can go so much and uh, much further so this uh is what we called acceptance and positive regard well the other thing we need to ask leaders uh, in, in their expression of support for members is being polite and considerate. There are, there are leaders who thrive on shouting at their members. I don't know whether you have seen such people. They, they, they just thrive, throwing things at you. You bring them a file. Uh, which you are working on, and they look through it and say, is this what you can do, you know? And, and they throw the file at you or throw whatever they... And they think now they are being very powerful. That does not necessarily make a person work, you know? It, being polite, being considerate makes people work so much better. Some people think that when you do that, then you are a weak leader. You you You... You are so kind, you are so nice. Being kind, considerate, polite does not mean weakness. Yeah. You can be firm without being rude. I call it having a tough mind and a tender heart. Mm, tough mind and a tender heart. Yes. You are, it, it, why tough mind? In that, that which is required and necessary to be done, you must insist on having it done. Uh, you don't compromise standards. You don't compromise expectations. You don't compromise uh, excellence. And therefore, that one, you are not going to budge on. What is required is required. But you have a tender heart in that you are able to uh, listen to the person and find out why they are not delivering to standard. Uh, what happened that this work that you have given me is not to expectation. Sometimes it's because a person or people uh, are going through something and it's what is causing them not to deliver. So when you are considerate and, and kind, they may be able to tell you. Uh, the power went off just before I finished mm. <laughs> this work. <laughs> yes. Or this happened. Or I have a sick mother. Or, you know, uh, I'm going through certain situations. Some people say, leave your home things at home. This is, this is a workplace. But you don't realize that just by listening to that person uh, in, in the issues that they are going through, you actually help them to work even better. So being polite and considerate and not arrogant and rude helps your members to deliver better. Yes. You know? Yes. It is not the shouting, it is not the uh, being rude that makes people work when you are arrogant and rude, people fear you. But when you are polite and considerate, people respect you. Mm. Now I know in, in uh, most of our local languages, fear and respect are the same word. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in mm. my language, yes. the word for fear and the word for respect are actually the same word. So sometimes people think that when people fear me, they actually respect me, which is not true. No. Uh, you should aim for people respecting you rather than people fearing, fearing you as mm. a leader. Yes. And that only comes by how you treat people. You, you treat them well, you are polite and considerate, uh, but you are not rude and arrogant. They will want to deliver quality and value. So a tough mind, a tender heart will help you to get your members to do things well without being rude or arrogant. Okay. Um, still on the same, we talked about, I think we did talk about treating each person as an individual. Individualized consideration. Wow. Is it that? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. You, you. you are a good student. Awesome. You know, in CBC, we don't we don't give marks. We, we say you have exceeded expectation. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. You have exceeded expectations. Yes. That good good student. So you treat each person individual. as an individual. Yeah. You don't compare people because Mm-mm. people are different. Yes. Uh, they they will respond differently to different situations you give them assignments they will do them differently uh, from different approaches so allow people to serve according to their own personality and therefore a considerate uh, supportive leader is more uh, interested in the thing the ultimate outcome of what needs to be done, uh, not necessarily the process. Though I will, I will, um, I will hesitate to add mm. that. Whereas I will be interested in the outcome, the process should be ethical. Yeah. In I, other I, words, yeah. uh, if I am a teacher, yes, I'm not just interested in the paper you present, but how you also got there. So if I find that you have plagiarized somebody else's work, then that is not acceptable. True. But I would want to allow your personality to be expressed through the work that you have done. So somebody else will do the same paper, but in a different way, taking a different approach. So that's what I meant by the ultimate result. So we we are all different. We do things differently. But I appreciate that this is a journey that you, you walked through uh, in order to get to the place uh, where you have got. Sorry, so, does, th- does that also entail um, on individualized consideration? Also, you consider sort of the pace. We, ha- we could be having... Uh, members or followers who are, for lack of a better word, Bishop Mze Kobe in delivery <laughs> and we have those ones who are here like, done, dusted. Should you yes. also consider that on this? Yes, you do. You do. Um, you do in, in ass- assigning work. One of the things we said uh, I think earlier, I think still on the same, is that 
you never set your members for failure. No. So if I know you, I'm the Kobe, to use your word in other words, <laughs> you, 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 you go slowly, but ultimately you'll you get, get there. there. Okay? Yes. Then I don't give you assignments that require a sprint. Because you will be frustrated, I will be frustrated. So I know that if I want things done carefully, because most of the slow guys are more usually more careful. True. Yeah. So the part of their slowness is that they pay attention to detail. They 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 analyze issues much more thoroughly and and so on and so forth. So they are valuable for that kind of work that requires that kind of attention. There are these other people who you give them something and chap chap they have finished. They may not pay too much attention to details in the process. And therefore, if you give them work that requires attention to detail, most likely they will bring you shoddy work uh, because their aim is to finish. finish. You know? And, and even in class, I remember when, when we were in class in our younger days, especially in maths, there are people who would be pop, 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 they're finished. And they get the, the answer correct, but the process... Method. It's not there. The method <laughs> is not there. So uh, the teacher will say, yes, the answer is correct, but I want to see how you got at it. So I want to see that working process, how you ended up getting this answer correctly. Because you could copy it from someone. True. Yeah. Mm. So that process is necessary. So knowing my team members, I would then know if I need work quickly, and it doesn't require too much attention to detail, I will give to the person who will do that. And I know that I'll give this uh, within no time. They will work on it. They finish routine work. It's done. If there's another work that requires attention to detail, I need thorough evaluation. I need careful attention. I, I'll give it to this other person so that they can analyze it carefully. By the time they come and bring me the results, they will have it all together. They'll tell you, this is what uh, I saw, and this is what we did. Uh, we noticed that, and you know, and so on. And by the time it comes to you, 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 you are happy yeah. because it is done. So that is how knowing the individual person helps. So, and that's why also, again, you don't compare them. You yes. can't say this person is always faster than the other person. No, because they are different in the way they approach their work, and therefore I will give them different kinds of assignments. Okay. Yes. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> <laughs> For further consideration. For further consideration. <laughs> okay. Uh, being patient and helpful when giving instructions is another thing, uh, aspect of the considerate or supportive leader. Mm. Is it, I'm being patient and helpful when giving instructions mm -hmm. and being polite and considerate. No, that was different. Um, I'm trying to, okay. 
Let's go ahead. I'll, I'll, my Mission question and health when giving instructions. instructions. Okay, yeah. Being considerate was for the whole person. Yes. This is when you are giving instructions. instructions. Okay. You know, sometimes you're given, as, as a team member, you go to your leader and they're giving you a task to do or to perform. Yes. And uh, some of us are leaders are ever in a hurry or are not as patient. So they just tell you, I want this work done. Now you go back to your desk and you can't figure out what exactly is he looking for? <laughs> <laughs> or is she looking for? Yeah. And you can spend a lot of time trying just to figure out what is expected of you. And that can cause you to waste a lot of time at the very minimum. But at the worst is that you could come up, end up doing what was not expected of you. And this is where now you go back to the leader. You have done all your work and you come to make a presentation and say, who asked you to do that? What <laughs> is know? that? This is not what we wanted. Yeah. And you have spent so much time on it. Uh, sometimes the problem is on the leader's side. They were not clear on what was needed. needed yeah. So that the person can go and do what was required. So being patient, giving clear instructions is part of being a supportive leader so that you, uh, you, you explain clearly, you ask, is it clear? Do you understand what you are looking for? So then they can give you feedback on, yes, I, I think I get it. You're asking me to do A, B, C, D. And when they say A, B, C, D, you say, but you have missed out X, Y, and Z. Z. Yeah. So you explain again so that by the time they go to do the work, it is very clear to them what it expected. I was in a situation just a week or two ago where I was doing an assignment. Yes. And uh, I was so frustrated because I was not sure what was expected. And I kept asking the person concerned, and every time they gave me an answer, it it made it it left me still at sea, you know. <laughs> and and for me, I find it very difficult to work on assignment when I'm not sure. Uh, what is expected. I can waste a lot of time. And and that is where I was. So in this particular case, I had just to go to God and ask <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to give me insight yes. on, onto this. And yeah. so I put something together and, and went back to the person and said, could this be what you are looking for? I was so pleasantly surprised when they said, exactly. This is what we are looking for. Yes. And and that really helped. But for several days, in fact, almost weeks, I was trying to figure out what the assignment really was. So as supportive leaders, you don't want to put your members in that situation where they go to their desk or to their workstation or whatever it is, and they are still trying to find out what exactly is required of me. And for many people, 
that is a frustration. Yeah. If they don't know what exactly is required of them. Once they know this is what is required, they they will put their energies on it and they will try and do their best. But as long as the things are blurred, uh, the, the, these gray areas, you're not sure if I do this, will it be accepted, you know? It's so a supportive leader gives clear instructions to the members so that by the time they go to work, they are clear on what is expected of them. Okay. Let me pause there for a moment. Okay, and you're on the leadership forum right here in Freeze Junction. Atop FM, listen and leave. You're talking about supportive leadership. It's the second part we began uh, last week. But one, do you have any question or comment uh, regarding this topic? You can talk to us. Our SMS line is 20933. That is 20933. You can also engage with us uh, on our WhatsApp line 0717400555. You can also talk to us at Top FM Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you're also live at Hop TV. And we take time to invite you to be part of it. Just to remind you again, we'll be having our question of the day in the next hour. This is the place where we give you an opportunity to ask any question that you may have, uh, not necessarily related to the topic of the day, but you just need wisdom on will be sampling some of your questions at that point okay um, you, uh, you've given an example allow me to give me to to give one yes. <laughs> and ask <laughs> uh what, what you do just in case there is somebody listening to us or following us uh is in that place i once served in a place where the leader told me uh but you go whatever your hand finds to do do you know <laughs> I was like, so what am I supposed to do exactly? So went back. What am I supposed to do exactly? And the instructions were the same. Whatever your hand finds to do there, just, just go and ensure everything is okay. If by any means any of our listeners there, what, what, how should they handle that? Uh, that? That is a very frustrating place to be in, uh, indeed. Because if I, I remember when we were first years in School of Architecture, I, I still remember our lecturer saying something that I thought, hmm, because he said many, many people think that if, uh, if you have a big uh, piece of land uh, upon which you are to design a building, uh, you, you, you'll come up with a fantastic design. And he said, it is to the contrary. If you are given uh, 10 acres and you are told, design a house, uh, a five-bedroom house here, it will take you a very long time, first of all, just to figure out which corner of these 10 acres <laughs> do I put the house. Yeah. You know, that is the first decision you have to make. Uh, where does it face? East, west, south, what, you know? So there are so many unclear things because of this vast piece of paper, a uh, piece of land that you don't know where to start. So you'll spend a lot of time trying to just think. Now, the same with if you have a, a flat piece of land which many of us as students thought, that is great. 
you know. You just put your building there. So he said, the more restricted and constrained your land is, the more creative you become. So that if you have just a small piece of land, which is very rugged, uh, perhaps very steep, you will come up with more creative ideas uh, on how, and, and designs that have been put in such uh, spaces usually are very creative, uh, very interesting, as compared to if you have ten, five acres, let's even say five acres of land, and, and you have to build a five-bedroom house. Yeah. Compared to if you have half an acre of very steep, rocky ground, on which you are to design a five-bedroom house. The levels of creativity will be very different. So when, when your boss tells you whatever your hands find to do, they're giving you 100 acres mm, <laughs> of land. Yes. You don't know where to start. You don't know for sure. <laughs> you, you know you're lost. Yes. And so your creative ability is limited by just that freedom. Uh, many of us think that freedom makes us uh, more creative. No. Restriction makes us more creative. Boundaries help us to be more creative as human beings. Mm. Yes, Grace. <laughs> you look surprised. <laughs> I'm tempted to ask, do you have a Gen Z? <laughs> do you have a Gen Z? <laughs> or an alpha listening to us or a boss leading such to Yes. <laughs> swimming in a swimming pool is so much more interesting than swimming in the ocean. True. Makes sense. Makes sense? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because in a swimming pool, you are restricted. You know the deep end. You know the shallow end. You know boundaries. Uh, but when you are in the ocean, where the water is from east to west, where do you even start? You know, so you find many people swim, swim just on yeah. one spot. Yes, <laughs> yes, near the yes, the waters are so vast. Yeah. How many people actually explore even two hundred meters? They don't. Yeah, the ocean is there. Yeah, it's available to you. You don't, because you are. Your creative mind suddenly is restricted by the vastness of what is available. That's why when you go to a shop, uh, say a boutique, yes, you know, and you want to buy a dress, and they have a wide, you know, these big supermarkets, big uh, boutiques, you enter there and it's, as far as your eyes can see are dresses. You get lost. You don't know what to pick. True. And sometimes you end up picking the wrong thing. And yet there were so beautiful dresses, so fancy dresses, but you end up picking something that is not so nice. Somebody else goes there and picks something and say, the same shop? Yeah, I, I didn't even see it. Yes. Because the choice is too wide. When you go into this small corridor uh, boutiques... <laughs> Where they have only 10, 15 dresses. Yes. The choice is, is so narrowed that you are able to pick something that you want quickly. The same with a buffet. 
Yes. When you have a one kilometer buffet <laughs> with all kinds of food, yeah. people end up picking too much more than they actually need and not as good as what they would. Yeah. If you have a menu, you end up picking what you want. True. So restriction actually helps us to be more creative. And and uh, as leaders, therefore, you want to narrow down your instructions and, and don't just say whatever your hands find to do. As the Lord leads. As the Lord leads. Mm. <laughs> those, those are very <laughs> spiritual instructions that don't help us as leaders. Need to guide your members so that they know what is expected of them and then they are able to, to do what is necessary. It's part of good support. Mm. So, so should this member go back or creatively, you know, you said recreate, Creativity somehow disappears because that's such a blanket instruction. Right. So if the member goes back and says, I'm back, please, could you narrow, put a fence around what I need to do and still says, the instruction is still the same. You go find what you need to do. Can a member create their own boundary and still yes. work? It, like, like what I just, uh, the example I just gave about myself, in, in that way, you try to lead the leader don't do too much work. Do a little and go back and say, what do you think about this? This is what I was thinking about. This is the direction I'm going. Uh, do you think I'm in the right direction? Uh, yeah. So don't do too much only to be told you are going in the wrong direction. So do a little, come back. And just check. Uh, I just wanted to check with you. Uh, this is the, the the outline of what I'm thinking. Uh, this is the direction I want to go. Uh, I was just wondering uh, what what you think. Whether this is in line with what you are thinking. And at that time, they begin to make it clearer. You know. Uh, so they say, "Yeah, that looks good." Uh, maybe you could adjust here, or you could do this, or you could do the other. You know, they begin to give you that narrowed direction. Yes. Or they say, oh, my God, you are completely out. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you know? Yes. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, by saying what I meant was, they are now reducing your acreage. Yeah. Yes. Because now they have realized you are going east, but we needed to go west. Yes. So now they begin to give you direction. So the biggest mistake you can make as a, as a, a team member in that case is to go out there and do a lot of work and come with the final results, only to be told, who told you this? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? And some, some people can be very harsh, yeah. even though they gave you very vague uh, instructions. Yes. They, is this what you can do? Is this? What, I never mentioned this. I didn't tell you to do this. And so you are lost, you are frustrated, you are discouraged. So when things are vague from a member point of view, do a little at a time and keep checking. Yeah, so that you don't go too far in the wrong direction. 
Okay. Yeah. At least there's a time as you keep checking. Yes. Okay. We have a few minutes to get to the top of the hour. Allow us to sample a few of your comments right here. And when we come back, of course, we'll be looking forward to getting to a uh, question of the day and, of course, sampling more of your questions uh, that would have come in. Thank you so much. Uh, you call yourself Usol. Thank you. Thank you uh, for listening in. Uh, also, somebody else you call Dan. Dan, yes. You, Dan Madzenge. Uh, accurate engineers Gikomba you're tuned in and you're saying you're learning a lot we really appreciate you for taking time to tune in uh, somebody else also you didn't tell me your name but thank you for uh, listening in I've seen your comment right there you're saying you're also learning a lot from our session today uh, Maybe we could tackle this one, Bishop, before we go. As a Christian leader, how do I deal with supportive leader whose motive is to bring me down, that he struck she may take over the leadership from me? Mm. <laughs> that is sabotage. Uh, and a leader should never sabotage their members. No. Um, because you are there to support your members. You are not there to to cut them to size, as it were, uh, to uh, hinder their progress, then you are not a leader. No. If, if you are hindering the progress of your members, if you are cutting your members down to size, if you are frustrating your members, then you are not a leader. If you are competing with your members, you are not a leader. You cannot compete with your members because you are the leader. You, these are your members. These are your followers. So there's no competition. Yeah. So um, I think it is, it is uh, poor leadership to compete with your members, to frustrate your members, to get rid of your members, in order to get rid of your members. No, it is, you're there to support them to succeed. And like I've said here before, when your members succeed, you have succeeded. True. That's what leadership is all about. Yeah. So what? Because this follower seems to be so clear and aware that this is what the leader is doing. Is there something that this follower can do in this case? Um, what you can do in, in a situation where your leader is competing with you is to make them comfortable. How? To show them that you are not in competition. Support them. Uh, get their mind and do what they, they want. And, and um, show them that you are not in competition. So you keep asking them, what would you have me do? How can I be of help to you? Uh, try to see what their interests are. And, and try to meet those interests. Um, go out of your way to do things uh, for them that show them that you appreciate them as individuals or as a person, and therefore you are not in competition with them. Okay. That will then make them comfortable to, to allow you to be yourself also. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for tuning into the Leadership Forum. Join us again on alternate Mondays for deeper insights on leadership. The Leadership Forum. Discussing leaders and followers.